hey, can I see something? You did the you officiated a wedding this weekend. Were you funny at all? I officiated a wedding. I was marginally funny. Um, yeah, you got laughs. I got some laughs. I, nice. I think. Well, I mean, that's why they ask you. If you're a comedian, they ask you to officiate a wedding. That's why they ask you to do it, right? Like, I just imagine if, like you're one of the people who could read in public. But I can't. That's also a thing I learned as I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm way worse when I'm like sitting here trying to read. Like I didn't memorize the speech, like the things Ooh, I had to do. That's pretty no, fun. but nobody, nobody memorizes it. Nobody literally I've never been to a wedding and someone like I, I've been to like a Catholic wedding and the priest is like this sacrament of blah, blah, blah. You know, like, yeah, but he does some, the same one every time. So there's some like now. cookie cutter stuff. But then also, but then he will go or he I guess dive into the book, right? Yes, Where he's got they, his notes hidden. They do jump into the book. So I'm oh, like, oh, let me see what the Bible has to say about what the fuck I'm supposed to say next. Oh, so, right. So like, why am I working harder than, I'm, you know, someone sent by God to <laughs> commemorate your love? Um, you didn't so I did, get a calling. You're just a guy. Right. I, I, I got a late invite. That's what I got. <laughs> so I didn't memorize, which is fine. But I, I definitely it's not like if you saw me do stand up and then you saw me read uh you know officiate a wedding as i'm like doing readings and stuff you'd be like oh this is definitely worse <laughs> like it's not <laughs> it's not the same thing but it, it was fine it was good people complimented me i didn't swear my dick didn't fall out nice um, oh, i hate that when it's like the bottom of your pants you could just see a little bit hanging out and like oh, yeah I'm so embarrassed God, yeah the like bottom yeah, yeah right old leg yeah <laughs> that that's, that's what happens you know that happens to you right it happens to me constantly and, uh, sure yeah we i got i got some compliments on it which is nice i hated it after i was complaining to my fiance probably for about an hour still after it's like, i think i bombed up there i don't know i don't know <laughs> I, my back's a little sweaty and like when that happens that means i bomb and she's just like shut up what are you yeah. just be a normal person uh, right i've had man Three girlfriends use that that like I'm so tired of hearing comedy complaining voice. Right. <laughs> I'm just like this is nothing, and I'm like, right. no, this is everything. It was a real. I was just. I think a lot of times I don't actually think what I'm saying is true. I'm just stressed and I need to like talk about something. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and this was like a stressful. They, I think they kind of were like, hey, let's we're doing this. Let's do it right away because. This is an October wedding. I think I found out I was officiating in August and uh, it was kind of very, there wasn't a lot of information because, you know, they're all, we're all busy people. They're busy and planning a wedding is hard, especially, especially like a short turnaround one. So there wasn't a ton of communication until like week of, and then even week of, it was like a little bit less. And so I kind of got there and I was like, I am, I am putty, mold me. How do you need me? Craft me whatever way you want. And then me trying to be Zen, I mean, like, I'm here to help. I know this is going to be fluid and whatever. And then, like, a wedding planner kicking me in the chest and being like, get the fuck out of the way. We got chairs over here. There's a fire escape over there. Where's the cake? Where's the bra? Like, I was just like not ready for that level of energy. And then also, a lot of times I like to, I think when we're doing stuff, there's this guise of like, well, somebody else probably knows what the answer to this is. So I don't have to worry about it. Like, mm-hmm. I do have a question, but like, I think they would probably note this or what, or tell me if something changed or whatever. And then sometimes you get in situations where you feel that way, but that is never the case. And then you're like, what else don't I know? You know, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I was for some of it, where I was like, 
all right, I mean, I wrote this stuff down, but like if these two people don't show up or like this happens or is there a music? I don't know. So I guess I'm just going to try not to piss my pants and then hopefully get you guys married and then I'll go do, uh, I don't know, I'll do shrooms or something on a boat. <laughs> something to just really <laughs> relax afterwards. I right. hate having to go to a wedding, but then having a freaking job. It does. I mean, it does suck. Everyone, because everyone else is like, if you're uh, it's stressful if you're the bride and the groom it's stressful if you're like the maid of honor best man it's probably stressful but like the wedding party is like they're always just like drinking since like 9 a.m whatever Mm -hmm. this was an and this was an early ass wedding so they were like the bridal party was up at like 4 30 okay which sucks but they were drinking since like six or whatever you know so they're all like "Woo, yes girl here we go queen and i'm like okay so you said that there are going to be like two people who are going to do readings and they don't seem to exist. Should I, do I do readings? Should I Google readings? And they're just like, <laughs> shut up, bitch. We're here to party. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's just like a weird, I am not, I just get so uptight when shit like that starts happening that I am not fun to be around. So I hope I I'm sure you're a great date. I'm sure you're a great date at that wedding. Like, oh, it's fucking making me do stuff. I like that. <laughs> I like the idea of getting married and just seeing how much of a burden the people that you love uh, will let you be on them. You know? <laughs> That's really what it is. It's uh, really it's weird because it is a, like if, when you get married, people are like, it's not really for you. It's for everybody else. And I'm like, well, why the fuck isn't everybody else helping? Then? You know, like, why am I? <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? I don't like that okay so people put that stress on themselves but then they'll get like a wedding planner and then still be stressed like if you're gonna pay someone five figures to deal with all this shit then be drunk in the morning and just fun the whole day yeah here a lesson i've learned over and over again twice this weekend is that just because you pay people money to do something doesn't mean they're good at their job okay so (laughs) you can pay a wedding planner and like that doesn't mean the wedding planner really knows what's going on. This wedding planner for this wedding was like, this is like my 16th out of 16 weddings this season. So I think we got it under control. And then literally we spent. That's a decent amount. That's a lot. And then, but we spent like the wedding rehearsal. We didn't walk through the wedding at all. It was just like, who's sitting in the far left chair? And I was like, why are we talking? This could be done with place cards before this. You know what? I bet if I had 16 weddings, I could figure out that job. Yeah. No problem. Chairs, walk, talk, done. I mean, basically. They they were like setting up seating outside to like do a test run for a walk or whatever. We didn't even fully walk. They're just like, can two people fit in the space? And I'm like, is that a question? I don't even <laughs> understand. And then we turn our backs, go inside, and all that is so windy. All the chairs are just blowing up this outside space off this rooftop. And I'm like, well, <laughs> didn't plan for Mother Nature, did you? Um, but uh, yeah, also, I mean, so i don't know it was weird it was a really good time i met people honestly i didn't genuinely i met some people i was like well i wish i would have known you for so much longer like you are amazing wow. i met some people i wish Hunter i knew energy less. Guy? <laughs> yeah yeah so there was one person i met who kind of like butted into a conversation i was having with people i like and this was just a guy i didn't know and he was just like kind of took a shot with us trying to get us to get him a shot but luckily we had already bought ours or whatever and then he's just really on one just really 
must have had a rough flight. Maybe was told to wear his mask one too many times because he was really just gunned up on uh, like, I just want my freedoms. You know, I just want to live somewhere where a freedom of speech, the right to bear arms and then a third freedom. And I don't I really don't remember what it was, but I, re- I was like, if I stay here too long, this is going to become like a. You know, how old is 16 anyway? That's why you know, like my, my brain goes immediately. So then someone talks about freedoms more than once. I'm like, you're trying to get the statutory age change, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> I know this. I know this game. Get the hell out of here. we got to burn you in a heap. Freedom to groom whoever <laughs> I want, whenever. It was weird. And it's it's so wild Freedom to have back these conversations. Near schools again. Right. <laughs> Like just the, the judge to give me the freedom to be me. I don't understand. <laughs> and it's weird how people can just like flip a switch. It can be like a genuine conversation. This guy was talking about, you know, he loves his family, loves his kids, loves the honest day's work, blah, 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 which I understand no, being from where I'm from. I'm like, oh, there's some coded language in here. I get it. But maybe he won't go there. And then it's like hit hits the shot glug glug slams it on the table and i just want these freedoms back and i'm like whoa <laughs> what is happening why are you like this <laughs> i uh, i'm just not convinced that him not having to wear a mask on a plane is going to bring them the happiness he thinks he had well i don't think he appreciated the freedoms he had back when he had them that's probably true but he lost another freedom of being on a boat because he was unvaccinated. So I got to see the city from the Hudson, <laughs> and he got to piss fucker. in the river. So. Oh, what about you, buddy? That's a river mostly is is piss. Well, that I bought a a velour sweatsuit and went to a party and left halfway through, like usual. Hell yes. Wait, was the sweatsuit for the party, or is that yeah. just the thing you did and then you went to? The, okay, so yeah. what was your? Cost? I was Tony Soprano, who after. Uh after buying the sweatsuit and looking at pictures almost never wears a velour sweatsuit <laughs> <laughs> i had a big gold chain also just okay. a made-up detail about tony soprano and i was gonna get sure. a uh i was gonna get prosciutto and whip it out halfway through the party but i just got lazy as hell so you basically were just a guy you work with that's what you went yeah. for as Halloween. Yeah, yeah and then people kept coming up like are you a guy you work with <laughs> <laughs> you one of these italian dudes that people shut up about that's funny. Did God did you go to the cool. the big uh, comedians party that everyone probably went to, or did you go to some random? I went to one comedians party. <laughs> yeah, oh. I think so. <laughs> I think it's probably one. Is it in like a basement situation? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. okay, real basement yeah. situation. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking. Yeah, about the boiler room is just around the corner. And if you think I'm not going to the boiler room and yelling off boiler parts to no one, you're crazy. That's right. <laughs> you're like, I paid good money for this. <laughs> the people need to know. That's nice. Did you, was there any intent? So we, we were out and Halloween stuff was happening around us as we were like tearing down this wedding. And uh, it was like, I was like, oh yeah, Halloween's like horny for people. I forget that Halloween is a horny thing. Yes. Did you have any horny Halloween Buddy, energy in your velour uh, sweatsuit? I, meat? Of course. Now that I work so much, every mm-hmm. weekend i put all this pressure on myself to meet someone and fuck and it just it makes weekends terrible it makes yeah. them so bad <laughs> yeah it was way better to not fuck when you just didn't care that much but now now to not fuck and want to is an absolute nightmare i truly sure. can't wait to smash my dick to a thousand pieces and just be done with it but i don't, apparently that's not how it works i was gonna say for anyone listening that is how albert fucks so if you want a <laughs> thousand pieces of little albert dick in there i that's... just can't find anyone who can wield a sledgehammer and it's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm looking for a dainty lady with a huge hammer 
But you did, you did, uh, you did break one form of celibacy this weekend. Is that true? I did. I had not smoked weed in like two months, maybe three, which is the biggest break I've taken in about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I broke it with a 500 milligram nerds rope. And uh, that was two days ago. I'm still high. It's <laughs> fucked up. It won't stop. <laughs> I, I lost I, a good man. 30% of that time to sleep. <laughs> Just out. This, I have missed the sleep so much. These last two nights, I've slept better than I have in so long. And it's hell yeah. This is why I was addicted to weed for so long. God damn it. It's nice to go to bed and just stay asleep until you want to wake up. It's very nice. That's true. That is. I, hey, I'm not going to. No contradiction here. I'm with you. You know, some people would just take a little bit of a nerd's rope and maybe make yes. that last, I don't know, a month, six. I've You're never like, been no. that person. I will I, take the, I need you it give now. me a drug. I will eat it within five minutes of you giving it to me and I will eat it all. Don't give me just a picturing, month's worth of drugs, you crazy person. I'm picturing you as a child, basically, <laughs> mouth full of nerd rope, and then the person who gave it to you turning around and being like, Albert, did you eat all the nerds rope? Is that nerds rope all in your mouth right now? <laughs> Open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat mm. an entire nerds rope in a sitting. Our boy. Mm. Good for you. I love it. I used to take drugs when people handed them to me and just do them. And now I don't really do drugs. That's Uh, fine. I that's probably good. I mean, taking drugs that people just hand to you, I I have to. I'm very wary of that now. Sure. Now with the news and the media hyping up how horrifying drugs are, you know, back in the day, drugs were safe for everyone. Always in a good time. Yeah. That's what Woodstock was about. That's what 9-11 was about. Um, That's mostly what 9-11 was about. <laughs> the other Woodstock, the, the one with Limp Biscuit. They were all <laughs> about the same. They're all about drugs. So I, I totally understand. Is there a well, music festival that Limp Biscuit started? Wasn't, wasn't Woodstock 99 the one that they were? Did you watch? There's an HBO documentary. And uh, it's like all new metal. It's like corn, Woodstock, or not, That's sorry, so Limp Bizkit. It's wild. Uh, it was riddled with assault, unfortunately, which is not surprising, but is very unfortunate. Um, there are a lot of bands that j- it was like Jewel would be on stage and then it would be Kid Rock. What and is then happening? It, like, it was That's so weird. I have this. Sense. I've never seen anything from Woodstock, but I have like a few pieces of footage of hippies rolling around in mud from a time before that when it was like really rowdy and it rained a bunch and i was just like i just figured it was like a grateful dead thing and that's just the idea of it was that too yeah biscuit being on the same stage it was about like togetherness and blah 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 and rolling around in mud and then they're like yeah but what about if we get corporate interests involved in this hell yeah and then it became about money they did it in 94 and 99 i believe and it became about money and literally have in 99 there it wasn't mud they were rolling around in their own shit like Fuck they yeah. just it was it is a disturbing <laughs> of Fred Durst being like and a shout out to Jerry Garcia who used to get high on this stage and then smoking crank out of an aluminum can. Everybody else, everybody here wants to smoke some fucking crank with me. <laughs> Put your cans in the air right now. The entire <laughs> arena is filled. It's Hell it's yeah. crazy. He They do um they do a song called Break Stuff and like they tear the place down, I think. Is Ra- somebody else? There's like a bigger band. I don't know if it was Rage Against the Machine or Metallica, but at a certain point, it was just like, oh, this is the apocalypse. They show you images, 
And I'm like, this is a if I were watching a movie and they're like, this is what hell looks like. I'd yeah. be like, oh, of course, it's it. filled with white people. Everything is on fire. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. This is hell for me. I, I get it. You're so. the guy who just donated all of your event supplies to your friend's festival and now watching them play break the break shit. Right. I mean, oh. Firefest mounting. Oh, that was cool. Firefest said nothing on this shit. That's what I'm saying. People forget about Woodstock '99, but it's up there as far as horrible experiences go. So <laughs> I don't sleep on it. Firefest was a nice treat. I think we all needed that every once in a while. With the poison social media is, I think it's nice to watch the people who succeeded at suffer in a weird, goofy weekend. Yeah, I. It's funny, you know. People talk about Squid Game and all this shit that people are watching. I'm like, we did have a real live. Like we were, we were probably. I don't know, a few days away from some sort of uh, what's the uh, fuck Lord of the Flies situation at Firefest where rich influencers were fed up with eating sandwiches. So they started eating like staffers or something. You know what I mean? Like, so we were there. Good thing you guys are friends with a lot of PR firms because you're going to need it to undo what we just saw. And, you know, Ja Rule was very involved in that. But what I do love about where we are right now in 2021 and like 2020 when that came out, I think, like, we're just like, black men have been through enough. Let's give this guy a pass. Who cares? You know, he he, he really he like embezzled money and ruined the lives of a bunch of people. But also, that's our guy. You know, that but Billy like, guy we could burn down. He's yeah, that guy. Here. Can get it. Fuck him. Uh, whose previous uh, enterprise was just like a heavy credit card for rich people. Exactly. Ja Rule. <laughs> like, oh, you suck. We should burn you for sure. <laughs> I would argue you watch. Did you watch both or one of the fire? No, second? I didn't watch the one made by the people who actively did the festival. I only watched okay. the Hulu one. I think it was the Netflix yeah. one. One of them was made by the co- the PR company yes. that promoted the fucking. You're 100 percent correct. <laughs> fuck Jerry. I, fuck, fuck Jerry. Yeah, I think I watched them both um but basically what i came out thinking was like oh ja rule is like a 30 rock character i literally was like this this would be a story arc this could be like what tracy jordan does in 30 rock <laughs> and i wouldn't be just finance shocked. bros like hey man could you be the face of something i'll do all the work and you just show up for some interviews but i'll i got your back absolutely <laughs> yeah like a week later hey why did you do this to us ja rule that's so funny it's amazing um, celebrity I love 30 Rock. I, I mean, the entertainment biz, baby. I feel like what a what a beautiful, eloquent, eloquent segue into our uh, topic today. Should we get into it, you furry little baby bird? Fuck yeah, let's get into it. Stanks and Chumbawambas, you know what time it is. Every goddamn week, we are Burn Your Heroes. We're a podcast. We take people that are beloved in media, they're beloved in history, and we take huge dumps on their chest. Huge, steamy little dumpers right on their hairless chests. Sometimes we'll talk about stuff that's not that. <laughs> oh, you are still high. Okay, I understand. I I love it. Uh, sometimes we'll talk about things that are nothing, and we get off track, but we'll always come back to tell you why people that we love are gray, complicated, and fucked up people. 
<laughs> oh my god, I hate this. I guess I'm, I I'm gonna throw myself in front of a butt. I'm just like I guess I could have just done that'll it. light me at some point. I just keep going. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know why I some people you... in history are great. <laughs> They've done wonderful things, but despite all of that, they're still weird pieces of shit to somebody in their life. You were actively like, my brain is fried. I don't know. I'm still fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, you do the intro, though. That makes sense. <laughs> it's my That's turn. Fine. It's only fair. And if I can't show up and do the thing, then I have no business doing any of this. Big Papa, tell the people who you are. I am failed HVAC technician Albert Kirshner. I think I gave it all up today. <laughs> what? I'm out. What happened? No, but you know what I always say? Watching the Fire Festival documentary and watching the Fuck Jerry stuff happen was like, I I think that's what pushed me into the trades. It's like, mm. I need to do a job that's real. This looks, this is all so weird and creepy and sad. That's valid. It's like watching a 30-year-old with holes in his jeans be like, and that's how we buried the secrets of the festival in the internet so they couldn't <laughs> find it. And like, I hate my generation. Right. <laughs> um, right. And who the fuck are you? How did you get in my computer? Hey, I'm here by accident. I am a county renowned hobby farmer, Ben Katzner. I raise pigs. Hobby farmer. I raise chickens. And honestly, we got a couple of little baby raccoons that you could come pet for 20 bucks if you want. <laughs> he always but, does uh, that. There's just animals in his yard. It's like, I raise them. I raise <laughs> that. They're mine. If they're in my li- if they're in my <laughs> property line, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> What do you want from me? You came down on my part. I could shoot you legally. I could shoot you I in some shoot. states. He's always so. screaming at raccoons how he could shoot them in some states. It's mm-hmm. horrifying. But he's raised them. <laughs> there is now. I like the idea. Of, if you if you're trying to picture me, if you don't know me by this voice, you don't know me by what I do. Imagine a pimp, okay? But instead of like you know a roster of beautiful bevies, ladies, men, <laughs> people of the night, it's just me threatening raccoons for money because that's what i do hey yeah, hey you raccoon bitch where's my money at that's me okay and you just I, skittering <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, daddy's gonna be mad if we don't get him enough nuts or whatever raccoons eat. i don't Did know you like eat. going to the county fair Were you no fair again? really i've probably been to like four fairs my entire life i hate oh, that shit. i used to love that shit but as a kid it was about the rides you get the ride okay. pass, you ride all the cool rides, and then later it became about the food because there's just a grotesque amount of cartoonish sure. food that is just actively trying to kill you as quick as possible. It's like a statewide celebration of not living past 40. <laughs> I truly yeah. love it. It's so good. I never, there's a weird thing where like I would like to go, I would go to, we had a place called Valley Fair that was like a Six Flag situation. So there, I would go on rides when I was a kid and do that. Nice. We also had like a yearly summer festival thing in my hometown, like every August or whatever that had the, like the food aspect and like yes. fireworks and a parade. I would love the that. Burning of an interloper. <laughs> right which every year i was just like not me and then, <laughs> guys i've lived here so long <laughs> uh Not so i love <laughs> i love those two things separately but the county fair or the state fair in minnesota mm-hmm. are is those things put together and oh, yeah. i can't stand it i don't know really? why but i really don't like it's just like a different it's a whole different vibe it's not for me and i'm fine not being part of it I love the smell of shit while you're eating. Just like a sea of animal shit while you're eating a burger. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. The circle of life all right here, baby. Well, come on down to my hobby farm. <laughs> I got raccoon burgers ready for you, baby. Who are we talking about today? 
Tina freaking Faye. The Thunder beow, from beow, Down Under. Beow, beow. That's what she's called, right? She's from the South. I wouldn't say that because I want to work in this business. But yeah, you can say that. Uh, <laughs> Tina Fey. We, uh, this is one I feel like kind of came up organically. I, I don't know how many times you've been rewatching 30 Rock mm. or anything during this pandemic, but we definitely in this household have been watching 30 Rock a lot. And uh, it is sometimes as the years go on, I watch that show and I go, Oh, you probably couldn't do that today. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, and, uh, like, I was always a huge fan of that NBC block, you know, The Office, Parks yes. and Rent, and 30 Rock. And the other two, I'll watch less and less of each time I rewatch it because it's just, I don't like it as much. It doesn't hit me as hard. In mm-hmm. this, I will love every second of it, but we'll be like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. 100%. <laughs> Man, we've evolved, I guess. Did you, did you watch the show? So you straight up watched it when it was on TV, like yeah, I hated the first episode when it came out. I was like, this show's going nowhere. This is never gonna be for me. And like three years later, I was like, this is the only thing I like. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's kind of how I was with Parks and Rec, but I never came back to it. So I still am like, well, I don't know. On the first episode, which the pilot episode is like always notoriously the worst episode. I feel yeah. like, which doesn't make sense. Wouldn't you want your first episode to be like the best? Uh, but anyway, uh, I wow, you should write TV. I think you're going to change the game. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Michael Eisner? Uh, is that the Disney guy? Whatever. Nobody Walt? knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Thirty Rock, the frozen carcass of Walt Disney. <laughs> He's just uh, somewhere in a freezer, just the, just the, <laughs> this, this glass with a head in it starts rattling. <laughs> Get Sir, job. Mr. Disney's vitals are rising. Someone must have said his name. <laughs> um, yeah, but so 30 Rock I never really watched on. I think maybe I caught a couple episodes midway through and I was like, oh, this is funny. But it was just at a time where I, I don't know what I was doing, but I was not able to like sit down and watch the show. And then like streaming services happened and i was like Mm. yo this Mm. is for me this is for me i love this i love all these people i love all these things i'm sorry is that a i was farting no it's a freaking (laughs) motorcycle outside my house (laughs) it sounded like at first it sounded like a jet engine and then it sounded like a hog of some sort and then it sounded like a fart so it was cool i had like little piggies running around my apartment i don't know i just thought i could save some money uh, on salami by getting in earlier yeah that's wait are you moving today tomorrow yeah uh... i'm supposed to be packing and i have done nothing there you go you can i gotta blame get this it on pod me. done I, this pod has just been stressing me out all day i can't pack i have to lay here and watch king of the hill <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, King of the Hill, probably a future episode for us. Mm. Uh, someone. Damn, Hank. He's someone a on the show. Freak, but he's a reasonably decent father. Buttless Freak. That was your stripper name in college, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I plumped up since then, though. I got a juicy <laughs> honkers now back there. So you were watching 30 Rock. You loved it. I was watching 30 Rock eventually. I loved it. Do you have any like particular characters or any jokes that you like really fuck with that you still one of the ones i quote constantly is when jenna's mom comes back to town to uh try and extort money from jack mm-hmm. and she uh she's talking about breast realignment surgery she doesn't uh she's got the meat jack she keeps saying i got the meat jack i just need a little oomph and i use that constantly whenever i'm trying to say i've got the goods i've got the yes. meat jack that's pretty good um there's a lot i really 
there's this uh great line where he's like i love um i love diversity in a country you know it's all about america's all about immigrants he's like the first generation comes here and works their hands to the bone the second generation becomes doctors and lawyers and the third generation snowboards and takes improv <laughs> classes <laughs> Got him! Fucking got him! Got him! Slash us! Got us! Did you? So because I, I guess I should be cognizant of the fact that this is also about Tina Fey specifically. Did you? Were you into any of her other? Did you watch her on SNL? Were you a Mean Girls guy? Did, I did like Mean out? Girls, and I and I did read her book when it came out, Bossy Pants. Really? I was like this is a great book with for a lady with hairy arms. She did great. <laughs> the cover is like dad arms going wow okay uh yeah. that's that and you like the book i liked it enough i don't know i don't remember a single thing about it I that's what I, that's a good the, book I got the audio book i was like i don't know i listened to her read it to me while i was playing some sort of murder video game i think she was like interesting and i was raised a goofy child and i'm like gotta kill these germans <laughs> gotta kill right these gosh dang germans yeah i never read that book i've heard good things i'm i'm all for you know, if you're a woman in a position of power and you're like, I hope it I I hope it's a book that is like, hey, a lot of this is luck. I worked my ass off, but it takes a lot of luck. Not like, hey, if you're trying to be a boss bitch, here are the seven things you need to do and you will be. She doesn't strike me yeah. as that kind of person. So have parents uh, that will put you through a silly school that's very expensive, right? Yeah, <laughs> let them put up with your bullshit for far too long, and you'll be fine. Um, I, just I love. There's like this weird thing now where if you're a celebrity or a person whose name has appeal, that you get to just cash out and write like a half-ass book. I don't hey. think every single comedian has a book in them. I just think at some point you get big enough where you're like, oh, I can sign like a pretty lucrative contract to write a book about my story what was your story i got to do this it was cool it was cool as hell can i say as someone without any pull or any celebrity or you know anything that anybody is really interested at all i can write a book too you don't have to be a famous celebrity to do it you can write a book all right i heard that you actively helped craft a piece of art you're not cashing in on the ben castner storyline yet not yet yeah. But when you will, once once it comes out after your special, Ben Ben Katzner, yeah, Katznerd. It's gonna be Ben Katzner, Baird Big Man, and then it's gonna be me on the front cover, covering all my parts, Ooh. and then just a hand on a strong hand on my shoulders to insinuate. <laughs> Could be anybody's. Wow, uh, he's got a very <laughs> tall wife. Can I say real quick, someone, a, a random white man called me big man on a boat today and I almost pushed him off. Not today. It was yesterday. Uh, and I almost pushed him off. We got to stop. I I don't know what it is about people who have more money than me or less money than me or the same <laughs> amount of money than me calling well, me big man. Financially related. Okay. Good. I'm going to need it to stop. I understand uh... that I am a big man. But we're in New York. Big man doesn't isn't the default. Big man is like a thing you say to someone you fuck with. All right. Or if you're I'll allow it. If I'm ordering two bacon, egg and cheeses at like, you know, midnight on a Tuesday, you can call me big man. I've I love that. getting I guilted that. by the people I'm paying. I love that. I love but, I used to get an iced coffee with sugar and the guy was like, see this, all this sugar, it's going in your body. I'm like you put it in there, man. Right. Like, see all this money? It's going back in my pocket. You're making me feel bad, you piece of shit. 
Um, uh, see, I'm struggling with the other side of this as I'm becoming a person who shouts <laughs> dumb shit at people I talk to now. Boss, big dog. I'll take boss. Big dog is just like you being lost in a conversation and scrambling for a thing to call someone. Hey, <laughs> what's up, big draft? You That's know, you crazy know that that keeps happening in the beginning of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I get lost when I startle. Hey, big dog. Boss, boss <laughs> is one that should is acceptable. It's New York. That's fine. I don't know. Either way, uh, what we're talking about, Mean Girls is great. I love it. Yeah. Um, I Tina Fey on SNL is good. Um. I mean, I, as a writer, I mean, she's a great writer here. She is a I think her comedy stylings are probably very informed by people that I've always watched or paid attention to anyway. So, like, it makes sense that I like her kind of comedy. But like the comedy on 30 Rock is very specifically like shit that I fuck with. I like it. I know it's nerdy. I know it's referential. I know it's whatever, but I do enjoy it. Uh and uh mean girls is true still hold, i would argue still holds up today um i'm trying to think if there's anything that's too wild but i i don't know i think it's a great movie it introduced me to some very funny ass people and uh you know when i want to dress up in something a little sexy for my fiance i wear those little sand outfits that they wore in the movie so <laughs> really wow no i didn't want to <laughs> no. know that about your relationship <laughs> not at all that's no. crazy please stop roping me into that part of your life <laughs> Will you stop being around when we're trying to get to Freaky Town? All right. That's <laughs> I can't help myself. I want to hang out. You okay. guys are always so horny. People won't stop talking about it. The yeah, horniest couple in New York City, baby. You did it. Uh, you. Halloween. Oh, so you did read my book. Perfect. <laughs> so a book about children pooping. It, it was really sexual. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of reviews like that, but what can I do? um yeah i uh so despite the fact that i do love a lot of her work uh going back to some of these programs specifically 30 rock i didn't comb over snl the way i did but you can assume there are some real fucking snl clunker like weekend update jokes i'm sure but 30 rock specifically for whatever reason i think they were kind of like well, no one's really watching this and we're going to get canceled after like two seasons anyway. So we might as well just make some of the most ridiculous jokes that we can possibly make and like be like, hey, we're just making a joke. We're one of the good ones. You can't get mad at us. And then have like Tracy have a whole story arc where like Tracy Jordan doesn't think women are funny or like, I don't know, his wife shows up on stage and she. she she's like a sassy black woman and then they're like well you're more than a sassy black woman but then for three seasons she's just a sassy black yep. woman you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know they, there's just a lot of shit that's not even those are just like mild examples of things they've done like they've straight up done blackface on the show and i, I think don't that's like know the why. general theme is like hey we're better we're not really going to show you examples of how we're better and we know right. better but we are we do know better right yeah, it's pretty it looking back, I don't remember when this episode when these episodes came out, but there are three blackface episodes. Is that correct? Four, They're all pulled. There's four, four. Yeah. There's the hidden blackface episode. You can't see it because it wasn't I don't know smiling which ones they in the are. I know the two of them. The only two that they mentioned in the article, I know, but I don't maybe they pulled the other two before I got there, before I could get to like right. get hands on them. Oh shit, he's looking for it. Get rid of it, boys. Um, so there is something fat when it, whenever 
blackface on TV comes up. I do have this interesting or not interesting. I just have this thought of like so many people had to say yes to this for it to get on NBC. Okay. There's a live episode of 30 Rock that I've seen where they have John Hamm, who I believe was still on Mad Men at the time, which is one of the most notable shows, or he just finished or something, but is in blackface and like truly just being like, shoo-ba-dee-doo, Tracy, like, what's going on, brother? And I'm just like, now... Mm. why well i always wanted to know like what are the private conversations between like quentin tarantino and samuel jackson you know like hey before i shoot this movie where i pay a bunch of people to call you the n-word for like six hours a day right um is it cool (laughs) does like samuel jackson have it in rider like every time someone calls him the n-word in a scene he gets paid an extra thousand dollars for the movie He's like, I'm trying to buy an island. <laughs> What's that conversation with Tracy? Like, listen, this is going to hopefully be self-aware enough for us to all sleep at night, but we're going to do this, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to do this that's, at you. That's one of those things, too, is where I'm not, I will never blame the person of color in the situation, but I'm guessing he's probably like, okay. Like, he just, what he, he doesn't strike me as someone who is, uh, has his finger on the pulse of PC culture or whatever, like what's appropriate or what's not appropriate. So Tracy Morgan would probably be like, yeah, do blackface. That's funny. And then they're like, well, Tracy, the one black person on the show (laughs) says it's okay. okay. Wow. Super sad as hell. Yeah. I mean, the one black person with clout on the show said it was okay. Also, I will say you can find pictures of oh, everybody. Get out your phones and Google John Ham blackface. You will look at this. I don't think it registered as blackface to me earlier. I don't know how I should have known, but I, I, I was old enough to know, but it didn't really. I was just like, oh, he's John Ham is like being a he's like dirty. He just looks dirty. It looks like he fell in a chimney. And then, like, maybe hit his head and just started talking like a southern black man from, like, 1916 or something. Like, I didn't understand what was going on when I first saw it. Yeah, it wasn't as intense as when Jenna goes full out. Right. I don't I don't remember that. I don't I remember, remember that. I, I don't remember them doing a whole bunch on it. Maybe because in the recent watch through, so it's got cut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just something about like her and Tracy being like, oh, yeah, you think it's hard to be a black guy? Well, you try being a oh, woman and then do like sure. a trading places thing. Sure. And the, well, that's what's interesting to me about it is because like if full on Republican racists were just making these jokes, it would just be blackface. But there's like right. this we're the good liberal people. So we're going to talk about how this is wrong while we do it. Right. There's, there's always a character in the scene that's like, this is bad. <laughs> we did it. It's a little. So two things. So first, it's funny, Jenna, you mentioned Jenna doing this. So Jane Krakowski or whatever her last name is. um, I know someone who's worked with her before and she takes herself very serious. Like she is like the way that Jenna's like, I'm an actress on the show is probably not far (laughs) off from who she is as a real person. So how do you walk into a room The energy of the city, baby. You can't escape it. The energy will come <laughs> for you everywhere. That's fine. 
<laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, that's just the universe being like you've talked about blackface too long. Move on, move on, move <laughs> that's on. That's all we move have. It's all the internet has on her. That's all we have. Yeah, she did that one thing on a weekend update where she was like, "It's I'm tired of getting in arguments with trolls. I'm gonna eat cake." And then people got mad at her for like a minute, but then there was way worse things to get mad at, so they got distracted. I guess. Yeah, I don't really understand that. So I was just. Like, I just think right. it's someone. She's like a rich person now, and rich people are just like, well, life is kind of fine. Like I care, but I have the comforts to not have to deal with it. So I'm I'm gonna say sorry, and then go back to my seventy five million dollar life. That's what she's yeah. worth now, by the way. Uh, yeah, guys, yeah, I googled that too. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, because that's like the underlying. I mean, let's just talk about this. That is like the underlying thing with so many of these people. We've said this before, but it's like you get to a certain level of celebrity, you get to a certain level of wealth, and it's like you're now removed, right? Like you, it's not even that you're stuck in time. It's that you are now on your own, like, timeline, your own plane of existence where, like, your actions don't really have that many consequences. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might get yelled at on Twitter. But like, I don't even want to talk about Chappelle, but like that's you just turn being yelled at on Twitter into like uh, press for you. Yeah. That it, it doesn't actually hurt you at all. It just like makes people talk about you more, which is what you want if you're in entertainment. So that's, that's something I did like explain to a coworker because guess what? That shit comes up there, too. You can't fucking escape it. You know what no. was nice about last night? None of that shit. None of the comedy hot button topics came up. It was just goofing, goofing off and talking about stupid bullshit. And it was nice as hell. No, just you for me yeah. alone in the corner of a party being like, I am fun <laughs> as hell. You just devouring a nerd's rope and just <laughs> floating, just <laughs> honestly floating above uh, the party, not even knowing if this is real or fake. That's exactly like, what Coworker was like, really mad at how like can't like he's like that this canceling shit and just trying to like explain him like, OK, but look at what are the actual consequences? Of, like, yeah for these people not the people yeah. who have like actually been canceled have been like oh sex offenders who have right like, who've done crimes and have gone to prison for them i don't when when a normal person talks to me about being canceled i'm like oh you've got a camera somewhere it doesn't belong like i know what you know what i mean like, they like oh like oh you <laughs> oh, yeah you're like oh you've like installed uh-huh. like a keyhole camera like a bathroom what if someone finds out about the free showers i've been letting right. people have and my camera and bathroom it's like hey i'm a good guy i got a family so what i slip a finger every now is that bad and you're just like yeah man not only is that bad that's probably one of the worst things i've heard in 10 years so this country used to be free it used I to be don't... free for people like me I, d- I just never, you know, it's okay. So there is, I don't know what people, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a fucking moron, but I am a fucking moron. So I'll just say it this way. I've always said that. People, just because America has told us we're, or like our government has told us we are the freest country in America for the last whatever, 500,000 years, however long America's existed, uh, doesn't, it doesn't actually mean we're free in any way, shape, or form. It, we're, it doesn't mean we're free in the way that people think. It just means they listen to the government. You know what I mean? Like they they believe what the government has told them. Yesterday at this wedding, we were on a boat and we go past the Statue of Liberty, and the DJ, the sad ass DJ, goes, 
And ladies and gentlemen, we are now passing one of the greatest monuments our great country has to offer. And he plays God Bless America, I think. And then he plays some other sad shit. And then it's somewhere, somewhere between the two songs. First of all, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I took a knee right now? Wouldn't that be hilarious <laughs> if I just took a knee? Ben's but, always politicizing our wedding. I'm trying. <laughs> and then, but he he's playing these. We were literally, literally like literally couples like twerking on the dance floor, like honestly having the best time <laughs> of their life. And then we just because we're going past the Statue of Liberty. Now it's like we have to acknowledge our freedom as a country or whatever. Plays the two worst songs I've ever heard. And if, like in between, someone's like, play too short, blow the whistle. And he's like. Uh, I can't. I'm like legally obligated to play these American theme songs. And then <laughs> the person turns to the DJ and goes like, like what? In honor of those who have passed or whatever, we're on a party boat, you know? And he's just like, <laughs> he's just, the DJ looks so forlorn. He's like, come on, man. Like he literally had like a, my hands are tied situation. I'm like, that. That's crazy. Who told you that? Who told you you had to do this? This is insane. And that's the type of shit that people are like, (sighs) no, that's American Mm -hmm. freedom. And I don't understand our idea of freedom is warped to the point where we think it's freedom to do to be forced to do things. Ah, this sounds weird. This sounds like a anti-vax. I don't want to say this. <laughs> <laughs> they want you to get this damn shot. Well, this podcast took a turn, to... damn it. But now we've got way more listeners. It's really worked out for us. I just, people are just annoying because we've been told we've been free for like uh, like hundreds of years or whatever. But the reality is a lot of us aren't as free as everybody else. But when you're rich, you are. You can't. You really aren't that cancelable. Mm. But when you're poor. You don't want, don't get caught up. Don't be talking about cancel culture. Just be a normal person. Keep your hands to yourself. Don't say weird shit. If you do, apologize in earnest and you'll be fine because you do have something to lose. Don't try to be like Dave Chappelle. He is untouchable. And honestly, he probably doesn't like you. Donald Trump doesn't like you. Tina Fey would spit on your face if she She might like me. I'm fine. Not you specifically. I'm saying like the people. You think she spit on my face? Her. I gotta stand near her more often. I would love for her to spit on my face. I love the little scar. You understand? But there's just this thing of like the idea of freedom is very warped, and I don't love. It. So when people talk about cancel culture, they're acting like they've lost some sort of freedom, and I'm like. No, yeah. this is all part of the same thing. You fucking worm! How do you not understand that if you can say whatever you want? someone else can say whatever they how is that yeah, hard people to are allowed to react to you it's crazy right. that you just want to speak into a vacuum that constantly agrees with you no matter what you say that's wild. yeah yeah man i agree with you uh <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah. let me so trying to get a little bit back on topic T- tina fey is she is a rich liberal elite and uh that the freaking is, dream she's those, living the dream that is why i got into comedy i would okay? love to be rich i i'll say it i'll say it here i wouldn't mind being rich i would take it i would take a little bit of richness i'm not above that what are we talking would you be a billionaire because then we'd have to i roast your ass on this podcast <sighs> i wouldn't care i would be in my mind where we, yeah, we don't good play point. podcasts good point. <laughs> you know who doesn't give a fuck about getting roasted all the time is Goddamn Zuckerberg. 
I actually, I feel like he might. I he feel might. like he... If he, he, leave, he sleeps in a pod that just plays terrible things people right. say at him. They keep but... talking about my eyebrows. Uh, yeah, he's a weirdo. I just Richard the... Branson seems more like a billionaire who doesn't give a fuck. True. About Is what he... people think. You know, that's a name that comes up a lot, but I'm like, I've never seen him in a moving picture you know what i mean i've seen him in photos but i've never seen him like he's not a real person he's i don't know that he's still alive <laughs> i would oh, like proof that he's still alive my god he's being the longest weekend at bernie's there's just like a right. small crew of mice who are living off his fortune they shoot his ass up into space and like see would a dead person <laughs> try to go to mars <laughs> oops huh? he missed it didn't come back sorry here's a thought i had okay so talking about the jokes that are made in 30 rock talking about the jokes that are made on like snl i think this is still true but nbc wait now i don't know if i'm confusing this with 30 rock is nbc like a owned by like is general electric have something to do with nbc is that i wouldn't be surprised because they do a lot of jokes making fun of the idea of product placement but then also doing product placement and yeah like this would be it would make perfect sense to me if they sat down and nbc was like listen ge wants you to make a show about ge Um, right can you do this and still be funny and they'd be like we're just gonna do everything like all the stuff that's cringy about this we're just gonna openly do that and hopefully it's funny enough that people will watch our very long commercial anyway right okay so let's let's say i don't know specifically who owns it but they do have like corporate they are corporate all they have corporate interests whatever um so when you make like john ham not make when john ham readily accepts doing blackface for when your john ham sends you a sketch and you have to do it because he's right. tied into the company right or you know you have a character that's stereotype i saw an episode where they had it's a uh, uh jack jack's like wife is stuck in north korea and then they come back um avery jessup and then they they have someone playing kim jong-un and uh i'm i i was gonna look it up i forgot to look it up but i'm like if this person doesn't have this accent this is 100 this is a 2021 hate crime 100 percent now it it is an asian person depicting the accent but i i can tell you as someone who's frequented open mic comedy sometimes people will ham up an accent because they think that's what the crowd wants or whatever and it is almost worse than someone just being outright i'm just like i don't even know what you're doing oh yeah it hurts my soul there Um, was a two comics in seattle one of which i really liked and the other one was a corny cheese ball and she would go up and do like hard core like bad arabic accents right none of them had no one had any accents everyone sounded sure. very american all the way and then they would do that like the cartoon version of that and then the next guy if he ever followed her he would go up and speak arabic and like see how none of that had any of those sounds it's like it was a, it was always a little juicy little juicy nugget you get to watch it and once that's hilarious someone goes up and does like throws like their people under the bus and the next person goes like but fuck you please yeah i do love that i i do love that a lot um no my point so my point is they're doing all this wild shit yeah. accents blackface weird jokes racist jokes racial whatever they're not afraid to go there 
their big parent company is signing off on this, right? So they are like kind of like a mouthpiece for GE or Viacom or whatever the fuck, right? GE sponsored blackface. That is weird as fuck to think about, especially now when corporations are like injecting emails into your eye sockets being like, we care about the plight of the modern black, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> thanks JC Penny. Uh, I needed that today. Uh, and it, it really goes to show how fucking, I don't think anybody with any sort of brains, hopefully no disrespect to anybody, anybody who's like generally a real human being understands that like they just, these corporations will say whatever to get yeah, your money. hundred percent. But it is like a really good example of like, oh, you do care about us because you, this thing you funded was actively shitting on us for like 10 years. And you said nothing. You had all the power to do something and you said nothing. And I, it, it's just a weird way to like kind of work backwards and be like, oh yeah, nobody gives a shit. They, they literally like, if you're in, especially if you're in entertainment, it's like, I want to do whatever I want and I want to get paid the most amount of money for yes. it. And, and I will say the hurt, right thing them. if I get caught or it's popular at the time. Right. And I don't know. I just, I, that is a thing I really, I don't think it, I don't think being funny is always just saying the first thing that comes to your mind. I actually really don't think that, that feels like all. a direct attack on the way I do stand up, but fine. I gotta be honest. I've never seen you do stand up. So <laughs> I hate you so much. Rocks <laughs> <of> your head. <laughs> but like, I I do think like part of being a stand up comedian is being intentional and saying things that like the average person doesn't just say and like or saying things that people have always thought, but saying it, giving them back to them in a way where they're like, oh, I never thought of it like this or whatever, right? Um, and when you're writing on a show, there's so many people involved, and it's just so. So why it's none of it anything that's on screen as far as dialogue is not an accident. You know what I mean? No. Like oh, somebody that, had to like pick out his overalls for that scene. You got like the right. right overalls for that. Right. So it was like someone had to decide how to do the makeup too. Right. We go very old school when we were just making it dirty. Do you go super hardcore? We just paint your whole head. Yeah. <laughs> like there's creative decisions there. And it's sometimes like, you know, and you probably I don't know if you feel this too, but like as like a minority sometimes it's just like fucking it feels like <laughs> racism is like the harlem globetrotters and we're the washington generals and it's just like we could just never we're never gonna win you know like no matter what i do i I'll, i could literally i could be legitimately playing the best basketball of my life but the system is set up against me so i will never win you will always be able to like yoink the ball back from me on a string <laughs> And like, fuck it. So then like, so then I just have to like find the parts of the game that I enjoy. I'm like, well, I like getting popcorn at halftime. That's not racist, <laughs> you know? And it's just like this weird thing of like, I want to be a part of the system. I don't want to be completely removed from the world. I don't want to be completely removed from America or entertainment or whatever. But it's just like, how much of my soul do I have to fucking sell? Or do, how much bullshit do I have to deal with? just to exist in these spaces you know what i mean do you ever think about that is that even a podcast I mean, is this a therapy thing now <laughs> well hopefully hopefully you can have success without having to be the butt of your own jokes that would be that would be great i uh was represented once in media and it's when borat said go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I was at, I was at the theater and I remember him going like, yeah, fuck Uzbekistan. And all my friends went, ah, look at that. But I, you know, I don't have to see like, no one knows anything about Uzbekistan. So I don't have to see people being like, and these fucking Uzbeks. God damn. Right. There's no eyebrow face. You better hope they don't start getting big in the rap game over there. Oh, my God. Oh, people will pillage your culture and spit it back in your face. They'll call you big man on a boat. I'll tell you. They'll do it. <laughs> That's fucked up. All right. Do you have yeah. uh, anything else you want to add, or should we do our, do our shittiness scale? Um. No, I mean, I think that's basically the point is that like you can get to your point where you're decided that you're a good person. So you allow yourself these jokes that are shitty, but you're aware of them. So you feel like that makes it OK. And then you kind of move on for five years. And now you're apologizing to the Internet and deleting episodes. Right. I think it would just be. It's so it's just like, why do people even apologize? And like, I'm not saying do the Chappelle thing of being like, come at me, motherfuckers. Come find me. And I don't <laughs> think that. But like, if you're not, if you're not sorry, just say, I'm not sorry. And then just see what happens. I would just be generally curious to see what happens. Uh, it seems like everybody does fine. I sure think if you just ignore it, it'll probably go away. People get distracted super easily. Unless right. you've really done something horrifying. Unless you have. No, I don't know, man. Even the Catholic Church has literal piles of bones in Canada, and they're like, "Ah, we'll burn a few churches and get distracted." People love the Catholic Church. People like Epstein's like a hero to people. They're Ooh. like, <laughs> they're like Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, and it's like, I don't know, is that even really the point? At the, you know? <laughs> <I don't laughs> like, yeah, but he did do all these other things for sure. Um, okay, do you have a scale? Um, I don't have a scale. Yeah, why would I? I don't know. Let's make let's make some up. Do right, you want me to go first? Well, you got, would you go first? Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how shitty do I think Tina Fey is? One being not shitty, ten being very shitty. Hmm. What are some examples of a not? Okay, here's an example of a not shitty one. Um, one would be like, I get hired by Tina Fey in 2007. I'm. <laughs> I guess I'm a freshman in college. I don't know. I, I, yeah, here's a one. I'm Donald Glover. That's, That's one. <laughs> like, are you? <laughs> cool. That seems to worked out for you. Yeah. <laughs> Very really happy. great. Things are good. Um, His half hour was mediocre. That's me with nothing in my hands. His half hour wasn't that good. It wasn't. The people but... forget it with under his mountain of other projects. Maybe. It wasn't, but I would have been interested in what he would be like as a comedian today if he decided to be. If he it. just did stand up. He was a purist. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like Gerard Carmichael, I bet. Um, yeah. But pff, what a That's weird a aside! One. What a very serious aside that I was like, this is actually what I think about this oh. comedic person. Who doesn't stand up. <laughs> a ten is, I uh, same scenario. It's 2007. I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm a freshman. Or something maybe a senior in high school i get a letter from uh nbc and they want me to be part of their nbc page program come to new york they say we'll take care of it you're gonna be a star kid I'm like how did you even find me like oh we saw one of your papers that only your professor was supposed to see he left he blogged about it <laughs> i don't know always uh, it doesn't matter i'm like okay i'll come to new york and then i uh come to new york I am an NBC page and uh, it's I thought it was going to be for SNL. I thought it was going to be for 30 Rock, but it's just for uh, like Rachel Ray. 
It's just <laughs> the word, something I don't care about, something I've never. And I, and then they're like, well, I don't even know that show tapes there, but it, let's say at the time, in this reality, it does. And they're like, okay, so we actually have all of our page spots filled. So you're just going to be a human table on Rachel Ray. And I'm like, okay, I'm young. I've got strong shoulders, <laughs> wide hips. I can That's handle the this. poison of New York right there. <laughs> right. You don't question it for a second. You just do the job you're getting. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I can handle you can. Yeah, you're going to you know, put some pans on me and, and then put them in there and then you'll put them in the sink. They're like, no, 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 no. The table you're going to be is once we fully cook the food, we're going to put the hot pans on your back and you just have to be there and you can't make a noise because it'll ruin the shot mm -hmm. and you can't have any sort of pain numbing drug because it's against our policy. Yeah, you know, like we do blood tests. If you do weed, we'll <laughs> kill your dog. <laughs> Yeah, we should put a but, lot of money into drug testing our staff right. every week just to cut it. But you'll be in New York and you will have to take out a second job to afford your apartment in Hell's Kitchen because that's where you're gonna we're gonna need you to live kind of close to where also so. your contract is technically under the building management company, so you can't legally right. tell people you're in the entertainment yeah. industry. Yeah, you can't tell people that you're in the entertainment industry if your face so if if blood from your face, you know, clears enough for people to see your face, uh, we'll have to blur it out because, you know, you're not part of SAG, so you can't really yeah. be seen on TV. <laughs> this is where the Rachel Ray logo goes. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps moving around as you. <laughs> so that's a 10. That's, that's a, 10. a 10. Wow. Yeah. Human. Come on. Human hot plate. Basically, that's a pretty bad for oh. Rachel Ray. That really pushes it over for me. <laughs> wow. So. Where do I think Tina Fey falls on this scale? She's rich, $75 million. Mm. That's already a bad sign. Very cool. Super tight with blackface, which I assume most rich, most, most rich people are. Oh, we did say this before, before we did this podcast, and I do think it's worth bringing it up on the podcast. There should be a Google just for rich white people who have done blackface. <laughs> I think that is important. That maybe that's a one coming up with that Google and getting rich off. Of yeah, that. that's, fun. <laughs> that's your life. Uh, I do like a lot of her work. I do think she's not the worst person in the world. I feel like she's given people opportunities. Three, eight, two. Wow, two. eight. That's crazy. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, uh, four episodes of Blackface is enough for you to be a three. That's that's fine. Allegedly, in, in four. We can only recall two of them. In the Maybe the other ones were so bad, and they were just hardcore racism that we just—I just blacked out when I watched it, and just forgot that that was a part of it. And I'm sure she's like, I'm sure she's like kicked people out of her building or something, so she can have like an extra large apartment. So I'm gonna go. I'll stick with three. <laughs> yeah, three is fine. Just an episode in her show. That was an actual fantasy. That's a real thing. She's like, here's the thing I've done. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you go. I've seen the results of that, by the way. Those homes are beautiful. You should kick everyone out. And it is requiring you to kick out a lot more than just one other apartment. Full yeah. Of I've seen like a whole building gutted just so people could have like a room for their toys. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm going to have to just, I know you've been here for 30 years, but I'm going to have to displace you so I can have a walk in closet. Sorry. Yeah, Bye, bitch. Okay. All right. I have my 10. Oh. All right. A one. 
a one a great wonderful thing that can happen to you hmm okay yeah 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 you're the guy who sells hot dogs outside of 30 rock in this world of 30 rock where liz lemon eats like 20 hot dogs a week you're that guy you're sending your family through every school imaginable you're sending them through doctor science school that's a special grad program that (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna become astronauts they can get through everything you're just rich you're loaded and it's mostly thanks to selling hot dogs to one sickly motherfucker who you know i love a hot dog but that's saying how many she eats i have a hot dog named after me i don't eat that many hot dogs <laughs> that is a true fact that i often forget and i do love that <laughs> 10 is you're an improviser at second city back in the day with young up-and-comer first-year improviser tina fey who does mm-hmm. like a lot of pretty fucked up race material and you call her out in front of the class and then one day she goes i'm gonna bury you i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna put blackface on television again and you will never work in this town again and then you just have to like have a job while you're watching her <laughs> pump out episodes with blackface in it. I like that. That's and a pretty like solid. Credits 10. you. She credits you in the end of the episode. Oh, like like Michael Jordan in his yeah. Hall of Fame speech. She's like, <laughs> yeah. This is for you, Gary from Improv One Hundred and One in Chicago. Uh, I do. That's my new life goal, by the way, is to have a Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech where I just bring up people from my life and go, "Not good enough. Fuck you." My life goal is to have a add. A, I want to add a foot to my penis, but same. Like, I got you. Like a heel knuckles the whole thing or like however you, 12 inches however you imagine it that's what i want <laughs> that'd be nice so you could rest it on stuff would <laughs> have a good thick soul yeah thick soul that was my stripper name in college okay. <laughs> nice okay what what uh number do you want to give oh i don't know a 10 <laughs> also like a three that's fair you know 10 and three sure why not it's somewhere between a 10 and three Ugh. depends on the day i truly hope that every person gets a chance to become better before they become rich but some some people will you know you just become loaded and i don't know they can't they all be fine. they can't all be jaden smith jaden smith is the only good rich person so really good hell yeah, yeah. Um, I heard keanu's not bad yeah that's true ever once i well i don't know someone posted a picture of him carrying the cruise gear off of a movie shoot and i was like He's just taking union jobs, right? He's like, <laughs> he could, he could be taking that home and selling it on the dark web. You don't know. <laughs> could be anything. One time when I did work at a movie theater, little story to close it out. We had a mm. uh, Harry Potter movie and it had like a holographic front to the stand. And our one cool manager was like, here's 20 bucks. Don't tell people what I'm about to do. And we ripped it up and he sold the front on eBay for $200. Hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> yes. I Good guess you of, broke broke your promise of not telling anyone what yeah, happened. Yeah, twenty but, bucks only buys a decade of silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Oh my gosh, uh, Albert. Where can people find you if they want to find you? Well, as always, I'm on the internet at Hot Young Albert on Instagram and Twitter lately, sharing songs I like and not much else. Mm-hmm. I tweet a lot during the week. I'm usually firing them out during seven to eight a.m. before mm-hmm. people get up. <laughs> I am always now the first one awake. It's awful. It's really a nightmare. I want to be dead. And I uh, kind of started working on some things that aren't enough in existence yet to talk about. So shut up. Ben, what (laughs) island can they find you hiding from? Little St. James. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, I uh, my book is out. Hello, my name is Poop is out. People have bought it. People show me pictures of their kids reading it and all the stuff. So I want to say if you've taken the time and the money to buy this, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I think in like children's science fiction graphic novels, we are like top 93,000 or something. So we're really, Damn. really taking really taking a bite out of it here but top 100k uh, in a several genre category pretty we, cool uh, i i don't know i do really appreciate all the kind words and people buying stuff and uh it definitely was a little overwhelming at first because i was like i don't know does this what now what do i do with my life but uh we made a thing and you're all awesome and you supported it and i appreciate you for that how about uh, a sequel what's up my name is piss <laughs> you in a mountain dew shirt it's just me and one of my candid photos that I hope never gets released. <laughs> just wearing only a Mountain Dew shirt. <laughs> um, if you are in New York City and you want to see me perform live stand-up comedy, I will be... Uh, we're hosting our first Darlings comedy show. It's a monthly comedy show at Blind Barber in the East Village. Uh, it's in a speakeasy behind a barbershop. It's dope. It's going to be great. Um, there are so many people. I, I am, I outed myself as a comedian at work. And, uh, so now there's a bunch of people from work I'm going to. So if this show doesn't get me famous, I'm going to fucking put an ax through my skull because I'm going to have to go back to this. People are going to see every one of those people. Yeah. Uh, it's dog killing bits. (laughs) That famous dog killing set you like to do. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. But uh, yeah, come out to that. And then uh, if you're listening in Minnesota, I am coming to Sisyphus Brewing 1126 for two shows, I hope. Uh, I'll have some stuff out this week, hopefully on all that. And we'll get some tickets. We'll have some fun. It'll be great. It's the home for the holiday show. I don't know what else you want from me. That's um, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted from you. I wanted you to do some stand-up comedy. I wanted you to release your goddamn book finally. Done. <laughs> you're like, I like want you to stop world. talking about that shit. Uh, you can follow us at, on Twitter at Burn Your Heroes. Uh, you can follow. You can email us at uh, Burn Your Heroes Pod at Gmail dot com. Yes. yes. And uh, yeah, Nailed I have them both. Did you see me looking away this entire time? That's because I'm looking at this. I'm like, I'm gonna get this shit. Right? It's a tattooed on your arm. You give a shit. I love it. Should be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We love you. I would like to lick the sweat off the crease of your back, and I hope you'll be back soon, everybody. And I'm available to pay for counseling for you having to just hear that, buddy. (laughs) Good night. Stand back and stand by. Live from Saturday night.